Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart and Vascular Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. I'm Dr. Steve Nissen, and I'm here with Dr. Ed Soltaz, who directs the surgical uh, LVAD and transplant program, and Dr. Jerry Eastup, who uh, uh, heads up the medical side to our heart failure and transplant program. So for patients that have been given a diagnosis of heart failure, um, often it seems just like a terribly grave diagnosis, heart failure. Right. It sounds terrible. Uh, what do people need to know about this diagnosis, Jerry? So I think first and foremost, this is a diagnosis that's not benign. I mean, the failure certainly highlights that. But when you look at all comers, patients with an ejection fraction of less than 40% that have the signs and or symptoms associated with the syndrome, breath, shortness of breath or fatigue, at the four to five year mark after the diagnosis, mortality rate, chances of dying are up as high as 40 to 50%. And so our job as, as clinicians, heart failure um, providers, is to alter that trajectory and, and certainly weighing in medical management, in some cases surgical management. And so I think it's important to understand the long-term prognosis. And we try to tease out that prognosis one, three, five years as best we can. Um, but I think it's important for patients to know that this is a concerning diagnosis, but not all is uh, not optimistic. There are treatment strategies um, that can be used and should be used that will improve upon the projected survival that can improve quality of life and that can keep patients out of the hospital. So, Dr. Soltes, when should somebody who's been given this diagnosis, uh, when should they be seen by a center that has advanced therapies like uh, mechanical devices to support the heart or, or even heart transplantation? So what, what's the right time for a patient to get evaluated? Is it when they first get the diagnosis or can, help, help people understand what it is they need to know? Well, I think heart failure is clearly, as Dr. Eastep said, a very daunting diagnosis. It's sort of like being told you have cancer and you feel alone. But I think it's important to understand that there is help available. Centers like ours, where we have collaboration between our medical colleagues and our surgical teams, are able to provide a very good opinion uh, for you. Uh, tune up uh, medications. Medications can be used to support patients very nicely for many years. Uh, with heart failure, but also continued monitoring uh, of each patient's condition individually over the years to determine when the next steps need to be taken. And oftentimes we have uh, many options available for patients, anything from a heart transplant to a left ventricular assist device, which is a small pump that gets put into the tip of the heart that helps the heart pump. So there certainly are options. I think it's important for patients to work with their primary care doctor or their, their local cardiologist and ask for a referral uh, for a second opinion to a center of excellence uh, like ours uh, that deals with advanced heart failure patients just to begin the workup and to be certain that they are being carefully monitored. These little pumps have gotten better over the years, haven't they? They have. They have. The new pump that we have is called the HeartMate 3 left ventricular assist device or LVAD and this is actually a magnetically levitated pump. It's sort of like those trains in China that fly on the track and don't even touch the track and go about 350 miles an hour. But 
This pump is amazing because uh, it can be surgically implanted into the patient. We don't even stop the heart when we put it in. And um, the patients are in the hospital for about 10 days afterward while they learn how to use the pump. Um, patients, of course, need to take a blood thinner. They need to take Coumadin daily. And they have to take care of the driveline exit side, a little cord that gets plugged uh, to a power supply uh, and a controlling device, much like you do with your phone every night. Um, but it's, uh, it's a tremendous opportunity for patients to feel almost perfectly normal. How long, the, how long can they go on the batteries that they, that they carry? Uh, they can go a number of hours. It all depends on, yeah. on exactly individual patients, but, yeah. Yeah. but uh, many, many hours. Many hours, yes. And, and then they recharge from time correct. to time. Or do people have more than one of these oh, things? Yes. Yeah, so they can kind of swap them out. And, That's correct. And you teach them all those things on how right. to do it. You know, it sounds like a very uh, challenging thing, but, you know, having seen a number of these patients and, and seen how normal they, they live, it's really worth people understanding that this is a way of getting back much closer to being normal again. And yes, of course, you've got to pay attention to some things, but it really is a huge advance. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you both for uh, this uh, excellent educational information for, for patients that have, have advanced heart. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Please subscribe and share the link on iTunes.